0: Morning, team. Four minutes past five. Thursday morning. Wasn't it yesterday? Glorious. I undid an extra button on the shirt just to celebrate. And then the police arrived and uh, spent most of the afternoon in the cells. But you know, what fun you can have in Twickenham on a warm up. It really was gloriously warm yesterday. I never tan, though. I just sort of go a sort of rather blotchy colour, which is not very attractive at all. Anyway, it's nice to be company. Uh, being Thursday, Paul Savour is here. Good morning. Again twice in a week. I can leave. I can He's go crack- back to bed, if you like. <laughs> yes, exactly. I don't need to be here to be insulted. I can go anywhere. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> and I do. It's lovely. Thank you. I've, we've had some more birthday cards in. This is day three now. It's, it's beginning to sort of go on a bit. And uh, and really good, so we'll come around to those a little bit later. Oh, I've when, lost when is the actual day, as opposed to the official? Uh, the actual day was... Uh, I've forgotten what it was now. It was, Tuesday. No, I mean, you have an official birthday. Oh, sorry, because I have two birthdays. Well, there's one on the the 24th of December. (laughs) So we get extra presents. Okay. I like extra presents. I must mention very briefly, uh, as you've heard already, um, uh, Vanessa Redgrave called at the hospital to see uh, Natasha. She died. Uh, last night. Unfortunately, the papers don't have that story. It'll be t- not till later on when they reprint again. All the first editions of the papers uh, don't talk about her uh, dying. It's abso- It's tragic, isn't it? 45 years old. It is awful. It's nothing. It's nothing. And yet, strangely enough, when she'd had the accident, she was chatting to her son after she'd had it. It wasn't until they took her to hospital oh. that then, all of a sudden, part of the brain switched off. And that's when they knew that it was um, it was actually not... Not particularly good. Mm. And yet, against all the odds, Jade Goody's still alive. I mean, just we said a miracle and it's nothing short of a miracle because people just weren't expecting it to happen at all. In fact, after yesterday's debacle with OK Magazine, and then Max saying he didn't know anything about it and the family, he was saying the family weren't very happy, I think. And then today the family's saying, no, they, they don't mind it at all.
1: Well, you go pick. I think it's a terrible mistake myself.
0: I, I did look at it, and they said, Jade Goody, tribute issue, and I thought, it's a bit naff. It is, isn't it? It's only, t- I mean, you know, best will in the world, it's Jade Goody, it's not the Princess of Wales again. I'm not going through that thing, that was bad enough, first time round. Oh, blimey, the old country ground to a halt on that one. On this one, it's it's just a reality star. Let's try and get things in perspective. Mind you, there were those who didn't agree with all the Diana stuff. Did you Did you follow the Diana
2: thing?
1: I did. Um, I'm torn on the Diana stuff, I have to say. I I, I thought she was a great person, but at the same time, I thought she was um, very manipulative with the media Mm. and, and wanted to be in the media when she wanted to be and not when she didn't. And, um... You know, I put I put flowers at the gates of um... Oh, didn't did you of the palace? I did. Well, it was Third... around the corner from where
0: I lived at the time. Oh, right. So, it, it, you it know, was, of course, she was my neighbour. Not not terribly. Thirty-eight you know, not million quid's quid worth of flowers was spent on her. The whole of Kensington
1: Gardens, as you know. Well, ours was well, a wash. W- we went down there before a lot of other people did, and ours were actually on the gate. So every time you the saw the camera a shot, shot of them, were your
0: flowers? The flowers were up on the gate. Yeah. Oh, wow. I remember mm-hmm. I did get the order of service uh, sent through because it was sent through, I think, to our, our news department. So I had a copy of that. And me and my friend Jimmy sat down in the morning to watch the whole funeral from start to finish. Well, I was very fortunate enough
1: to meet her at lunch. Oh. I actually had lunch with her. It was a very very strange kind of situation. Um, a, a friend of ours, Julia, runs the Serpentine Gallery. Oh, right, yeah. And um, they were having a garden party... Uh, to launch a new exhibition, they had a, a, a marquee in the garden, and they threw a lunch, and we were invited. And when it, when we got there, it turned out that we'd been put on the table with Julia by Julia, and on the table were Diana, Julia, me, my friend John Collins. Good lord, wasn't that fab? That's a line up, isn't it? <laughs> That's something to name drop. I know. <laughs> I, and um, what's his name? Uh, I never remember his name. Dennis Hopper was Dennis there. Dennis Hopper.
0: Was it Dennis Hopper? Dennis Hopper. Is it the actor?
1: Yes, the actor. Right. Yeah, he was there, but he was put on another table. I thought, fabulous. Wow. I'll sit there. Nice little I- line-up. Yes, it, it was, it was interesting, to say the least. I met Joan, Joan Collins was, once. Joan was wonderful, yeah. as usual. She She's so is. tiny, though. Yes.
0: Biggins introduced me, went, Joan, Joan, meet Steve Allen. Best broadcaster in London. I felt I wasn't sure whether to drop to one knee or something, <laughs> having met sort of acting dynasty and royalty. And she looks fantastic. <laughs> she does, actually, doesn't she? She, she knows like exactly. Doll. Yeah, she knows exactly what to wear to put on. I was trying to remember, somebody might have to help me, I was talking to my driver Steve this morning, who's the same one who's going to Australia in, I think, about two years' time. So I got him this morning. I think we're all getting him in turn. And uh, he lives uh, where my grandmother died. And it's up at Ealing, and there used to be a mental hospital up there. And for the life of me, I cannot remember what the hospital was called. It's next to the main hospital in Ealing. It's sort of like West Ealing. And then there was this mental hospital next door. And my grandmother died in it. It was a horrible place. Horrible place. Full of feral cats and a lot of people inside talking to walls. You know, people... You know, I don't know if you've ever been in a mental hospital before. No, Alan lives in one, of course. Yes, Alan lives in one. But this was awful, you (laughs) know, and what what they did, when when the government closed them down, all these people were out on the streets. They needed looking after. And so you'd go in there, and there'd be people just sort of standing there in the middle of these huge, vast corridors, just talking to themselves. You'd think, where's the staff? But for the life of me, I can't remember what the Dickens it was called. He couldn't remember, and I couldn't remember. But somebody will remember this morning. Now, you can't email... Because the email's broken, but you can text eight four eight five zero, which is quite good. So uh, so do do text this morning, uh, and as soon as the emails come back, I'll let you know. But don't email, because they they're, they're going to the ether at the moment, which is a bit of a shame. So eight four eight five zero, St Bernard's. Yeah, look at that. How how fast are you lot this morning? Or King Edwards? Or King Ed- King Edwards?
1: King Edwards was a hospital there. Oh really? Yes. The mental hospital though? I, I don't know actually. Some just Tried to look it up. and I've just got hospitals. Yeah. King Edward Memorial Hospital and Provident Hospital, God, nineteen eleven to nineteen forty eight. So it might have been that one. No, it was St Bernard's.
0: St Bernard's. It was right. definitely St Bernard's. I'm just fascinated. So mention that one on here. There you go, St how Bernard's bad. again. I'm amazed how fast you are at home. I'm, I'm very, very impressed by that. We often we we did a thing, you know, that Darren and I went down. Is it closed to, down or are they uh, texting yes, from there? It's well possible. <laughs> no, it closed down a long time. The Ealing Council closed it down and shoved all the people in it out on the streets, oh. and so you had a lot of. Uh, a lot of people who shouldn't have been out on the streets and should have been looked after Care, who weren't the big. community. Exactly. Very very bad. Thank you, St Bernards. Hell hole. My grandmother died there too. Yeah, my grandmother died there. I mean, I don't think she was as bad when she went in. I think she she got dementia. And then mm. she didn't even recognize my dad when he went back. And he said that was the saddest thing when people get dementia. I'm going to start the program on a on a downer, but she went she was sitting in a in her bed to get in a ward with a load of other people and she didn't know who anybody was. She said, "Oh, Oh right, who are you? You said, "I'm I'm your son." And of course, she didn't know. Terrible no, thing. know. It's, it's awful. Isn't it? Anyway, we shall we shall lighten it up. I wish I could find you something funny in the paper today, but it's all doom gloom. I'm afraid all the way through from from poor Natasha Richardson. Uh, although strangely enough, Jade in the Mirror manages to eclipse her by saying that the boys uh, have written poignant cards for Mother's Day, as indeed to children all over the country. they are always doing We did cards for Mother's Day. And then you go and pick some council daffodils? <laughs> give, them, give them to your mum on the breakfast table. Well, oh. I
1: see in in, in, um, in Sainsbury's this week, they've got 40 roses for £10. 40 roses? 40 roses for £10. Pounds. Fair good,
0: trade roses, even. You see, I don't, what does fair trade mean? Does fair trade mean that they give them the best price possible? Yes, right. It, mean, it means that the, uh,
1: the, that the originator of the product gets a, a, a decent cut instead of being beaten down to the possible yeah. uh, lowest price. 40 roses. 40 for t- roses. How do they do 40 roses? 28 ro- tulips. Why 28? I don't know. But 28 for 4.99. Are the,
0: yeah. I went in Marks and Spencer's the other day <laughs> and they've got daffodils closed up, you know, in buckets mm. by, by the tills. Yeah. And I looked in the bucket and there's no water. Oh? And I said, there's no water in them. And she said, of course not. Because if they put water in... They'll open. They'll open. So they don't put water in... And they don't open. I see. It's, I often wondered how they could keep these things tightly budded for ages. No water. <laughs> now you know. Now you know. So is that the trick when you take them home? Don't yes. put them in water. Don't put them in water, they last <laughs> longer. Except if you want them to open, and in fact I was forever buying gerberas. you know those lovely... Oh yes, gerberas lovely. But d- gerberas droop after a while, so florists wire them. That's right. They stick a wire up in the middle. They do. They sort of do that and then it, it stays
1: erect. And um, yeah, that's another story. We, um, I, I buy orchids
0: because they last three weeks. You don't. You haven't bought those. Are they called parrot orchids? Which I don't know. They're yeah. beautiful. They've got a long sort of. They look as though they're prehistoric. Absolutely. Oh, beautiful. The, I've got one of those in my kitchen. Yes. Yes. And you
1: know that, what they are, don't you? Yes. Yeah. I, I've had that since I was I was in the flat in Victoria. So that's
0: at least two years, and it has it's never still stopped flowering. I couldn't. Do you remember when they brought out Lucky Bamboo? Oh God! Could I kill it off? Could I buffalo? Oh dear Lord! This stuff. I bought it because it looked quite pretty. Just wouldn't bloody die. <laughs> you were willing it every day to die. Well, that's why it's lucky. Yeah, yeah. But I, I didn't want it to be lucky anymore. I just wanted it to go Wales. away.
1: In Wales, there's a river in Wales, the Ogmore, and um, not the Ogmore, the Ogmore. They they used to have uh, ships coming up the Ogmore. It's it's grown in now, so it, it, it it's too oh. small for for traffic. But they used to have ships coming up. Uh, to to deliver goods, and they dropped some seeds years and years ago, and the whole river, both sides now, is bamboo either
0: side. No. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I, do you know what people used to do? And I often wondered how it happened. Uh, by the, you'd be going down the motorway, in the middle of nowhere, there'd be daffodils popping up and tulips and everything else. And what a lot of people did, there was a, a group of people who went out and they threw bulbs out of car windows. As they were speeding down the motorway, they threw bulbs out, which seeded. And then daffodils self-seed. So if you've got two this year, you'll have four next year. So if you sow 100, you'll have 200 next year. And so it goes on. And that's what they were doing in little clumps of earth They were just chucking them out the window. You'd get rested these days if you did that. Exactly. But I do love seeing daffodils, because when they come out, big clumps of them, fantastic. This is lovely, isn't it? a bit of colour. We like a bit of colour, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Patrick says, I feel sorry for Jade, but enough is enough with OK coming out with a memorial issue before she's even dead. Well, as as was explained yesterday, uh, they were told, as indeed the whole... I was reading it on Sunday, Jade, only a few more hours to go. That's what. We, so people prepared for Monday morning. The obits were all ready to run. That Jade was not going to be around on the Monday morning. So they print OK Magazine, thinking that by the time we get to Tuesday, that would be the tribute issue with her dying on the Monday. But of course, against all odds, she's still living. So they do look a bit daft, but that's the issue that you'd see when when she dies. It's going to be the same sort of thing. It's, it's just a, a memorial edition. Yesterday, uh, Max... Said he didn't know anything about it on LBC. And then, and now the family's saying that they're actually happy with it, they're okay with it. I think it's, it's not mawkish, it's not got pictures, you know, it's just happy pictures of her, I think. Yeah, but still, it's it's a bit tasteless, isn't it? I think the whole thing is is a bit tacky, I'm afraid, full stop. Listen, uh, quarter past five is the time. Thursday morning, LBC 97.3. You can only text this morning, I'm afraid, at the moment. So it's 84850, all right? And we'll have more from Paul Savory after this. These are the headlines. British actress Natasha Richardson has died. The wife of actor Liam Neeson suffered a serious head injury in a fall at a Canadian ski resort on Monday. Planned improvements on the Tube could be abandoned because of a row about funding. The London Assembly warns overcrowding could get a lot worse until Transport for London can resolve a dispute with underground maintenance contractor Tube Lines. And more houses are being sold now than at any time in the last year. Figures show the average estate agent dealt with eight house sales in February. In August, they were only arranging five a month. Let's have a check on the state of the roads for you this morning, and downstairs we go to Hugh Broome. Thank you very much, Steve. We're heading into the city uh, because of the fire yesterday on... Morning, everybody. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast, LBC 97.3. It's nice to be company. Sad news that uh, Natasha Richardson has died. Jade Goody, against all the odds, she's clinging on in there. She's clinging on. Shows no sign at the moment. And yet You know, here we are at the end of the week where we thought she'd have gone on the Monday and Thursday. She's still going. At this rate, she'll be up and having a party. She said she wants another party. At this rate, she's going to make it, I think, which is interesting. Uh, Paul. In going through the papers, for those of you who are looking for uh, something for mum,
1: Tesco, I've just seen, have eclipsed Sainsbury's for an extra penny. You don't get 28 tulips, you get 50. 50 tulips? 50 for a fiver. 50 for a fiver. That's 10p's. Has he got a picture of of them? them. Well, Mm, yes. They look like they're pink. Oh, they look nice. 50 tulips for a flower. Yeah, tulips don't last very long, though, do they? No, and but, uh, the but,
0: they're, but they're very nice. I've, I've got a big black vase that I bought specifically for tulips, and when you put them in there, they stand upright for about a day and a half, and then they droop, but they still look quite nice. Also, look, why don't flowers last longer? And the truth of the matter is, because you've got central heating. Yes. And things like that, and that's why all florists are freezing cold. Well, don't put them near the radiators. No, but that's where they look.
1: Keep them near drafts, doorways, things like that. They do
0: quite well. Or failing that, just put them in a fridge and leave them there and look (laughs) look at them from time to time. Let's go out and buy another fridge. Yes. Um, We've got a story here about a
1: passenger plane narrowly avoiding a crash in the Philippines because a man teaching his girlfriend to drive sped across the runway... (laughs) The Cebu Pacific plane with 80 passengers on board, briefly touched down at the airport, but took off again as the van crossed the runway. Uh, A newspaper says the culprit was actually the son of the airport manager, (laughs) who has now been sacked. Good. (laughs) It's thought that the driver may have thought all the flights to the airport were completed for the day and decided to use the runway to give his girlfriend a driving lesson. However, a recent increase in the number of scheduled flights combined with poor visibility... Caught him out. I learnt to
0: drive on a runway. That's where I learned to drive. Really? Yeah, because we were, because we were based at uh, all the RAF bases. Uh, my dad, even when I was very young, I, I would sit on his lap and I would steer and he would do the pedals. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Seems- I have a confession to make as well. I had one driving lesson. Really? I had one driving you lesson pass. the morning of my test.
0: No. And you've been uh, driving illegally?
1: Um, I used to pinch my father's car and drive around the car park.
2: Really? He, so didn't, he, learn-
1: he didn't know. <laughs>
3: oh, my God.
2: <laughs> We're
1: we in a private car park, yeah. so, so, you know, the law, I think, you know... on, yes, private, on, private, property, on private property, you're property, fine, property. yes. Um, yeah. you're, you're fine. So I used to uh, pinch the car keys and go out and have Very a good practice though. and do my reversing and stuff, learnt the highway code myself. One less in the morning on my test. And he
0: passed. you I right. I tell got in, later. I tell you what they've got in, in Vienna, and they use it for little kids at nursery school. They have a complete road layout, complete with traffic lights and zebra crossings, and the little kids in their pedal cars <laughs> pedal round, but they have to stop. You know, if the light says red, they stop. So at a very early age, between four and five, they're learning about roads and stuff like that. No, it's not a bad idea, is very it? Very good idea. Because, frankly, I'm sick to death of bloody learner drivers. You know, they, they're in front of you, and they're there, and I can barely see over the steering wheel. I mean, I sat behind one the other day. I mean, bless her heart, I didn't help by hooting. But um, she stalled three times. Oh, no. Because it's, it was the roundabout, the Witten roundabout, and it's a fairly busy roundabout. You've got to put your foot down and get across it. And so she went to put a foot across, and she went and lurched forward, and it stalled. So, of course, I'm sitting there. Because but but this time, I'm too close behind her. I can't pull out, and there's cars going straight past me. I'm interested to know, you always learn on a
1: manual... How many people actually buy manual cars these days? If they're not sports cars,
0: God, I'm not driven manual for years. Neither have I. I tell a lie. I tell a lie. I tell a lie. lie. I tell a lie. <laughs> I buy the van. Yes, I, I was given a courtesy <laughs> car and it was manual. Yes, that's right. And I remember going first, second, up to third, down to fourth, and then reverse somewhere over the other side. Yes. If you were lucky enough, if oh my God, what's that? Have you ever had a gear change on the steering wheel? Yes. Well, that in itself is an achievement. And it used to have a little thing in the middle of the steering which we had first, second, third, reverse. And you right. you put the gear thing into it. Yes. I, in the States, I had that. <laughs> <laughs> the things you remember from your childhood. Actually, strangely enough, my, my driver Steve, again this morning, he's from North Wales. He's lovely. But he, but he doesn't sound like that. He, well, neither do I. Well, exactly. I said to you, I said, you've lost your accent. I said, I never had one. I'm sure you must. Have. Funny. I have to show you this this picture because I'm sure that it's in most of the papers today. If I can find the blooming thing, I'm afraid. I see your birthday pictures,
1: by the way, have, have reached the front page of the LBC website. Have they? Yes. Click here for Steve Allen's birthday pictures. No. Yeah, wow. How's that happened? I don't know. Really?
0: <laughs> and there they are. Uh, really? I'm gonna. I, I shall have to try. Actually, you, you and Mister uh, Mister in there. Really? Good Lord. Um... Uh, Steve, when is the OK tribute to Auntie Enid coming out? It's not dead yet. I can't read that. It says, "Click it, here for Steve." Oh, right, click, click birthday on them. Pictures. Good. Well,
1: how did and they there get on they there? there? Look, they are. Look, you see, you can see the birthday cake. Good. Well, how did
0: they get there? Well, I don't know. It's it's unbelievable. To do with me. I'm competing with a fire in the West End. Oh, I love this. It's Steve Allen's thirty-eighth birthday. Yes, that's all. Adrian, right. you wait till I get hold of you. There's you,
1: you and Dodger after the. Uh...
0: Where was that taken?
1: Well, I took that outside the building. Oh, right. Well, we went for
0: breakfast. Actually, I'm better looking than I thought, actually. Need it's a bit say, embarrassing. i not there. <laughs> yes, but but I didn't. That, I couldn't work. that's all right. So Dodgen must have uh, sent in that. Dodgen must have sent that in. Lovely. Uh, Steve, the lucky bamboo you had wasn't bamboo, but a plant called dracana. If you pot it up, it grows into a tree, says Oliver. Really? Well, it, I thought it looked like bamboo. You're quite right, actually. On reflection, it's grown on bamboo. So it's probably not. And actually, down in Chinatown, you can buy um, sugarcane. Chunks of sugarcane, so you break it open and eat it. I've had that for years. Oh, that's Is it lovely? Yes, yes it's it. yes, yes, lovely. It's lovely. How oh, lovely! Nice. No, well,
1: we have it in drinks in Thailand. They cut it into strips yeah. uh, and you use it as a drink
0: stirrer. Really? Well, and you get you it in Chinatown, and you can, you can. And I thought, how? Oh, I've had that for ages. Uh, but instantly, so, for those people asking, the OK tribute to Aunt Enid. She's not dead yet. Much as <laughs> those kind of figures, doesn't it, really? I don't think there'll ever be a tribute to her. Well, she's 113. She is. She is. Uh, Kerry Katona's husband, Mark. Oh, uh, no, I can't, I'll tell you, I'm not even going to tell you. The world's most boring, boring people. But I have to show you this picture. If I can find it in time. There's a, a good programme about Wendy Richard on tonight. Uh, it's called To Tell You The Truth. Uh, this is her, her message. She says chemotherapy is not a death sentence. It saves lives. It's like... You know, hospices. You don't go in there to die. A lot of people go in there for a a rest. This is the fattest family on benefits. They are the ugliest, fattest, biggest waste of space. There they are. Yes, we we were
1: reading about (coughs) these yesterday um, on the the web. They weigh uh,
0: 83 stone combined. That's right, and they
1: say that they're too fat to work. Is that the the family? Yes.
0: Strangely enough, um, the father... A complete and utter lardy and waste of space. And everybody is rounded on this family as being, get off your fat arses and get out there and get a job. He's now developed diabetes, for which he gets an extra 71 quid a month in benefit. Well, I've got diabetes and I don't get any benefit every month. Yes, but you're rich. Yeah, but if (laughs) he got... He was an HGV driver. He has not worked... None of this family worked for 11 years. The disgusting state of the two daughters, both qualified headdressers... You know, welcome to the world of Sacherale. A little bit, I mean, you know, fat and obese and ugly, I think, kind of, you know, they are a disgusting indication, as it says here in the paper, of some people in this country today who are too bone-idle to work, can't get off their fat, lardy arses, and then parade their ugly daughters, and then go, we want more money. Well, it illustrates perfectly what's wrong with the benefit system. I said yesterday, and explain this to me, are we the only country in the entire world where A, people sponge off us? Secondly, we give benefit to a family. Can you imagine in Thailand? You go, uh, I'm, I don't have a job, are you going to give me some benefits? And I go, I don't think so, no. Well, as far as I know, there is no
1: benefit system in Thailand, and it's up to the family to look after other members of the family, which does two things. First of all, th- there's no resentment there, the, the, the way that we are resentful towards people that are on benefits for a long time here, when they, you know, for, for no particular reason, uh, and it makes the family closer.
0: It, I mean, it, it's only here that we actually put people in nursing homes. You go to nursing homes, i tell you, tell you what you won't find in nursing homes as, as inmates. You won't find any Asian people, any black people, you won't find anybody like that. You'll only find Brits, because that's what we do with our elderly relatives. We go, you're not bloody staying with me mm. in the home, and we shove them in homes. I know. You go anywhere abroad, you go to China, the elderly person lives with you. Your elderly relatives live there. That's right, and they're revered. Exa- exactly, over here, and then you see this fat family, and by God, they made me sick this morning. This is LBC 97. Morning, everybody. So yesterday I go out, just before we talk to Nathan, and I buy one of the new iPod shuffle things, which we talked about on the programme on Sunday. 59 quids worth of sheer heaven. What you have to do when you plug it into your computer, if you've got iTunes, uh, is it will download a programme, which is voice recognition, because all the tracks that you've got uh, have, have a voice on there, apparently. Don't ask me how it I mean, I don't even understand how you get a 1,000 songs on something that's about an eighth of an inch square. I haven't worked that out yet. <laughs> I'm stupid. And um, you're not stupid. I don't understand it either. It, I mean, isn't just... In, if you said to somebody years ago, on that little thing there that measures, you know, about an eighth of an inch across, you can put 1,000 songs, and you go, where? Where are mm. they? I know, it's weird. I understand a computer, and it stores stuff on tape and things like that. Well, they don't there, know about There was some talk some time ago
1: about a, a replacement for the CD... And they worked out that you could put more than an album's worth of of music on a chip, similar to the one that you have in your credit card. And you were going to... uh, And it was a player that would work in the same way as a chip and pin. you just push in this this credit card with a chip on, and it would
0: play. Before each track on this, you you push the little button, because it's got special headphones on this one, and she'll go, The Bee Gees, Staying Alive. Oh, it's my stomach. And, uh <laughs> She doesn't go, oh, it's my stomach. Steve I just, Allen. Steve rumbly Allen. Tumbly. Rumbly tumbly. <laughs> and, I mean, I just think it's fantastic for the price. For 59 quid, I mean, I'm losing track of it. Every time they bring something out, I go and buy it. So I bought two. <laughs> <laughs> you never buy one of anything, do you? I don't, you? actually. I don't. It's my... It's, I, I wish there were two Nathan Morley's. I would buy... Uh, I would buy a Nathan Morley to keep and to laugh at, and then I'd buy a Nathan Morley to talk to, which is what we're going to do now, because he's on the phone from Cyprus. Morning. Ah, oh, bless you. Bless you. Good God. morning. No, I would. I mean, I, I would have you as one of those little... There, w- there was a story in the paper today of yeah. uh, of a woman who went into Poundland and she bought a... <laughs> Poundland. <laughs> and he thought of you. And, and I thought <laughs> of you straight away. Um, she, she bought a parrot and, right. and, and when she got it outside, she gave it to a little girl, she pushed the button and the parrot swore at her. And it came up oh, with a, a list of four-letter words. I'm going to rip your... Head off and... Head off. ...down your... <laughs> th- down your neck. <laughs> so she took it back. She was quite hurt. It ah. turned out it's known as an insulting parrot, and it does do this. Uh,
3: but it has a larger vocabulary than, than Nathan Morley, and, uh, and you don't have to phone it every week, so why not get one in the studio?
0: <laughs> I was going to get one. <laughs> Where Just for the... Sh- Poundland, apparently. I've got to find the Poundland. Yeah. It, it apparently has got to, And she, she was shocked and took it back, it turned out they'd actually put it on the wrong shelf. <laughs> how funny is that because i think somebody once bought one of those dolls off a market store for christmas and they took it home and the doll spoke chinese (laughs) (laughs) which is always entertaining (laughs) i always think
3: Uh, yes they could just rebadge educational
0: listen i mean do you remember years ago when you served? i don't know if you had an action man um yes i did yes but if, if you got the talking one inside him used to be a little plastic disc and when you pulled the right. string, yeah. it played the little disc out. Now, mm-hmm. the, the the voice chips that they've got are so sophisticated. Yeah. Hello? <laughs>
3: well, I, I think uh, when I was on hold just now listening to you two,
0: yeah.
3: uh, talking about how small microchips are and um, yeah. how much, you know, it, it, was, it was quite sweet in some way. It sounded like two old fellas in a coffee shop. You know, uh, you probably remember Daily Sketch as well, don't you? And uh, mm. Dixeria and things like that. G- it, it's, it's lovely to, to quite see quite you getting like to grips this. with things this like MP3s <laughs> and, <laughs> and in invisible technology. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm Nathan, I mean, I, I appreciate what, what you're saying to us, Treasure, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I concur with it. You know, lovely ideas <laughs> well, to I'm, have... I,
3: I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean it in the most sinister way. It was quite yes. sweet for me to hear you two blokes go, you know... You, uh, yeah. yeah. I remember when cars had gearboxes, you know, and things yeah. like, oh, it's lovely. You
2: know.
0: Any, uh, anyway, Popsikins, it's been lovely talking to you over the years. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yes,
3: I'm now being... Um, I'll, I'll, I'll be appearing next week, by the way, on Radio Grimsby, which is...
0: <laughs> they don't my... want you either. Let's not try and bring them into it. <laughs> what I find amazing, though, is as you get older... You you do sometimes, I've found myself sitting on a bus, and somebody will say something to you, and you think, I'm going to have a good conversation here with somebody. <laughs> so that must be a sign of getting older, mustn't yes, it?
1: It's finding yourself on a bus that worries me. <laughs> yes.
0: In my pyjamas with a dressing gown on. That's even more worrying. Yes. <laughs> directions. Yes. But do you know, I don't have any problem with this now. I mean, I, I can talk to perfect strangers, and are you all right? Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, I was and getting, do. Uh, uh, I think it's actually quite nice, actually. I mean, especially now that you sort of... You, you put out, you know, how, how do you keep your tulips erect for longer? And somebody says, put copper change in the vase or filling that ice in the water.
3: Well, it is funny because you, you, you have hit on something here. Yeah, I find myself having long conversations with strangers quite a lot. The other day, I was talking to this chap and it turns out he's a hearing therapist or an audiologist, something like this. And he said to me, as we were having a chinwag never ever in your entire lifetime clean your ears it's the worst thing you can do Mm. they clean themselves and he said if you start cleaning them that's when you'll start to have problems and i thought he was winding me up that's true but anyway this is it's true isn't it
0: yes you should also never wash your hair after oh, about no, the first month, it, it's self-cleaning. It's only because you put stuff on it that it strips the natural oils out of your hair. So when people have their hair bleached or they wash it every day, you're actually taking the goodness out. You should also never hoover at home or dust. Because after a while, there's a limit to how much dust is going to be there. Kenneth Kenneth Williams never dusted at all. Really? Yeah, it d- d- wasn't remotely interested in things like that. Wasn't it Quentin Crisp? Was it Quentin Crisp? Yes. Because well, he, he also did the washing
1: into. up, but he didn't do the washing up until he'd had fish. Oh. And then he had to... Then he, <laughs> Dear. Then he, nice then he had to worry. do the washing up. <laughs> <laughs> don't you remember that? I don't remember that, okay. no. no. I, and, on the I, subject, they're making a sequel to The Naked Civil Servant, at long last. The Dead Civil Servant? No, uh, An Englishman in New York, is called. Oh, right. oh. So you have there that to look forward to. Right but, I mean,
0: I mean, do you not find yourself doing that? I mean, because, Nathan, you are, you are a doggy man. Yes. You know, do you uh, not find I, that maybe people sometimes think you're just a little bit too far north of Dagenham?
4: Look, Barking. I mean, as, as,
3: as I get older... <laughs> Dagenham. Who's ever been to
0: Dagenham? I've been to um, da- but, Excuse me, Dagenham, I used to live near. <laughs> well, you see, it gets
3: worse, doesn't it? When the autobiography comes out, you know, it's going to fly off the shelves with... with well, this, I've this.
0: got... I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm halfway through it, actually. I say halfway through, I'm up to page three, because we reckon there'll be six pages, and I'm having trouble with the lawyers oh, you already. Oh, you've started it? Yeah, yeah.
3: No, you're kidding. Have you really?
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, excellent. Well, yeah. I remember talking with you years ago about this, and, mm. and you said, oh, it's a future book, it's something that I may do. Yeah. So I'm glad to actually think that you've got to the point where you've opened Microsoft Word, you know, that invisible <laughs> editor which you can't hold in your hand, <laughs> and started
2: <laughs>
0: typing. <laughs> I've got as far as... Well, I, came <laughs> <life>. <laughs> I came into the <laughs> life. I came into the life...
3: I, my life by Steve Allen. Yes. Page one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> w- what an entry into the world. Mother wanted a fridge freezer. <laughs> Quite surprised when I turned up.
3: <laughs> oh, this is a lovely story. I can't wait. Is this uh, is this for publication sometime
0: soon? Probably not. Probably not.
3: Uh, will, it be, will it be an e-book download?
0: Well, you see, the strange thing is, everybody does autobiographies now. And to be honest with you, they only do them because they don't have an outlet like a radio programme. Every radio presenter, if they're allowed to speak, you know, unless they're music, in which case they go, this is, that was. I mean, if, if they're on Classic FM, sometimes they don't say anything for an hour. I mean, the poor, no, poor that's... bloke in there, we always pass him in the morning. If he's actually saying something, we get excited and wait. <laughs> 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 we stand there looking through the window because I feel it's it's just worth it just to hear his lovely, mellifluous voice.
3: But, but Oh, we... I love classic FM. Oh, it's fantastic. I think it's a wonderful radio exhibition. <laughs> it is wonderful. I
0: mean, I'm, I'm... Oh, I nearly let you into a secret there, but I can't. No, I can't. It doesn't matter. Anyway, oh. um... I was going to tell... Oh, it doesn't matter. I, I can't tell it. But anyway, um... <laughs> but on, oh, on a, on a, yeah, sorry about that, but on a, on a programme like this, every day you tell people about your life, so people know exactly what, what you're like anyway, because, you know, people come to the shows and, and people listen to the mm. radio, so, so they know everything. So you don't mm. really need to do an yeah. autobiography.
3: But, I mean, you know, you're, you're going to make a few extra quid if you do get a, a book out, if it has the kind of, uh, you know, uh, you can shift the units that you did. Talking as a possible agent in the future... Bearing in mind my youth has on my side, so I may move into this side. <laughs> I mean, you, you're gonna, you could shift a lot of units based on the shows you had. Yes. Uh, so I'll, I'll, do a print run of say, let you know, look at about forty thousand. <laughs> uh, get, get, get them in petrol stations, petrol stations. <laughs> within the M25. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've got off there. Actually, come, come with a free bar of chocolate or something.
3: No, no, you don't need a gimmick, Steve. You don't need this gimmick. Uh, get them within the M25 petrol stations. I reckon you can get them off shelves. Get it as a Christmas release. Oh, you'd probably have that holiday in Cornwall you've always wanted.
0: Well, do you know, Definitely. I wouldn't mind a holiday in Cornwall. So we're only laughing because we're looking at the Pope and he's out with some woman who looks like she's got a dead moose on her head. It, <laughs> she looks a bit like a transvestite, <laughs> poor soul. The Pope is sort of, you know, dragging around a lot of men wearing white clothing. Uh, and she's wearing yeah, this yeah, sort of dead yeah. mongoose. Oh, well, he's
3: up in Africa at the moment, isn't he? Uh, Oh, he's come up with rubbish,
0: I'm afraid. (laughs) He came up with rubbish the other day, which was, um, condoms can help spread AIDS. So everybody's saying, no, I'm terribly sorry, you know, condoms stop things like that. And he's saying, we think it, it, it exacerbates the problem. And I'm thinking, Well, he's oh. only
3: repeating John Paul, really. I mean, no, that's all he's doing is... But uh, they should take that.
0: guidance on this because there's millions of people who will follow the advice and go, OK, I mean, they are, they are stricken. Millions of people die uh, with this in Africa mm. because of unprotected sex. I mean, you feel mm. like saying to him, listen, Pope, this is a condom, OK? What do you do with it?
3: Because it's it's just, it's ignorance.
0: <laughs> you didn't expect him to answer that. that, he wouldn't know. Well, he should know. He's the Pope. He's preaching to millions of people. They've got to bring themselves up to date. I know mm. it sounds harsh, but um, I'm sorry. I think that's the... I mean, I can't believe that if you're a Catholic, you don't understand how that works. That's the whole idea. You don't... If, if you want yeah. to stop the spread of diseases and illnesses, then you wear a condom. It's as simple as that. Might not be the best mm. thing, you know, in the world, but that's what it is, and it would stop... Thousands, if not millions, of people dying. And I'm, I'm unanimous oh. in that.
3: True, true, true. <laughs> so. well, I, I imagine it's true. I mean, that, that's the dispute, isn't it? Yes. Uh, what, what, what we believe, others don't. Uh, uh, You've uh, only got to look promoting. at all the
0: people with AIDS in hospital. They don't have any facilities over there. They're just lying on mattresses with a, with a, a cold drink, and that's it. They've got, yeah, got nothing. Bear
3: in mind the South African authorities themselves, and, and Becky, the, the, uh, the leader of South Africa, it hasn't even dismissed the link of HIV and AIDS, so you know, mm. uh, uh, that's the kind of... Re- uh, and so the Pope is probably actually getting a, a, a big welcome there. I mean, yes, the, is, you yes. have a government in South Africa who is uh, possibly responsible for the whole de- or wholesale destruction mm. of entire populations and villages, oh, simply because of their ignorance. It is ignorance. And, and, uh, but uh, there you go. I mean, uh, there's there's little you can do with with, with governments like that. Every time, Beckier, see... made... yeah, exactly. sorry, Every time I see, sorry, yeah,
0: exactly. Every time I see people like Mugabe on the television, I'm just willing him to drop dead on the spot and take that ghastly thieving wife of his with him. I can't wait. <laughs> what a ghastly, <laughs> revolting piece of human flesh he is. In, what is well, it yeah. when people get in control of country... I remember Imelda Marcos and her thieving husband, you know, robbed a country yeah. blind and then happily lives in New York, you know. I mean, I, I couldn't care less if she'd drop dead tomorrow either, take all her bloody shoes with her, rob that country blind she did, and yet the Americans go, yes, yeah. in you come, love, you've got loads of money. We want to see the people we've well, we got American, over here at the uh, moment.
3: Oh. <laughs> they, they have a good track record of supporting despotic regimes in yeah. Africa. Yes. and they show
4: <laughs> It's, it's almost <laughs> as if they're
0: actually terrified. It's almost as if they're actually terrified of not letting certain people in. But people rob these countries blind. I mean, there was a thing in the paper the other day, and it was, it said, guess who owns this house? And it was a house full of antiques and Versace and everything. And it was like some third world country where people were dying on the streets in front of you. And yet the bloke who was running it was thieving every bit of money that was ever sent over there.
3: And you begin to wonder,
0: don't you? You know, you want to go around there and go, listen, I think the baby Jesus wants you for a sunbeam you know, and take them out. <laughs> just get rid of them. Send the SAS in. Sorry, I'm so angry well, this morning. I don't know why.
3: <laughs> no, it's fine. Look, I just put it in the book, put it in the book, yeah. and then on my on my brand new radio show, because <laughs> every week I interview authors, I can get you on. Oh, thanks. I can actually interview you. Can you imagine how bonkers that would be? Yeah,
0: I can uh, <laughs> <well>, No, <laughs> I can't. I find it bad enough when I have to interview people I know, but imagine me being interviewed by somebody. I don't think I'd be very good at it. You would. <laughs> no.
3: Um, oh look, we could do a couple of dummy runs, you know. I and, and I can ask you all the, all <laughs> of the right questions about your book. That things like and the other thing I noticed about this book, Steve, as well as being interesting informative, <laughs> it's very reasonable priced. Ex- isn't
0: it? <laughs> do you know that's such a good lie. I tell you who used to do that. An LBC presenter years ago used to do a lot of interviews with famous people. They would come in and he would say to them, I've been very busy this week, I haven't had a chance to read the book. Can you write down six questions that I can ask you? So they would <laughs> write down six questions, and he would ask those questions in order. Unbelievable way of doing it, isn't it? I would never do. That. I'm far too professional, but I have to say, being professional, Nathan Morley, it's always a pleasure.
3: Thank you, gentlemen. Have a lovely week.
0: Bless your heart. Talk to you next week. Even Lynn says I feel Thank very you. old. I loved the Daily Sketch. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Now, and it was Quentin Crisp says D. She says, How, "How's Mr. Chaz?" Still are we're fine. Are we still there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, got quite frightened. <laughs> Lovely to talk to you. Off you go. And you guys. Bye. Bye. Anyway, it's oh uh, look at the time now. We're running really late. Thirteen to six. These are the headlines. Award-winning actress Natasha Richardson has died after suffering a severe head injury in a skiing accident. Her husband, actor Liam Neeson, has issued a statement saying he and their two sons are shocked and devastated. Fire crews are still dealing with the fire at the Asylum and Immigration Tribunal building just off Chancery Lane. It's still burning, but the fire service has told LBC it is under control. And the owners of two of London's biggest airports are expected to have to sell them. A report by the Competition Commission out later will say BAA must sell Gatwick and Stansted to comply with regulations on monopolies. Let's have a check on the uh, roads for you this morning. It's Hugh Broom. Oh, thank you very much, Steve. Uh, if you're heading through Finsbury, Steve Allen. Morning, everyone. It's nice to be company. It's, uh Mickey Mouse coming to Pluto. Uh, it's nine minutes to six o'clock. It's Thursday morning. <laughs> I always wanted to say that on a radio programme. And oh, now you have. <laughs> uh, a billionaire has paid Leona Lewis a million pounds to sing at his daughter's 21st birthday party. Hope she turns up. Well, she did turn up, and she sang seven songs, her longest ever concert. And she got paid a million quid in front of just 200 lucky partygoers. This is uh, John Caldwell's daughter Libby's birthday. And uh, there were 200 people there. Uh, John is the founder of Phones for You. Right. Shows how much money there is in these things now. Uh, and then I think he sold the company for, I think, 1.6 billion. Good on him. Whatever I it say. is. I mean, he's got a lovely house. I remember seeing a documentary on him. But he could afford to pay a million pounds to Leona Lewis. Seven songs she did. <laughs> God. After it was revealed that Michael, uh, no, uh, George Michael, got 1.6 million for performing for an hour for uh, Philip Green. Who owns Top Shop? 1.6 million for an hour. I'm definitely underpaid. I'm having a complaint. (laughs) Paul.
1: Mm -hmm. Steve, there's a Finnish computer programmer who lost a finger in a motorcycle accident, and he's now had it replaced with a USB drive. (laughs) As you do. As you do. <laughs> Jerry Jalliver built a special prosthetic finger which contains computer storage for photos, movies, and other useful files. It looks like a normal finger, but he can peel it back from the nail oh, and no. plug it into the USB slot oh, no. on his computer. <laughs> Software developer from Helsinki lost his finger last summer after crashing his one-week-old Ducati Monster motorbike. (laughs) He was rushed to Helsinki Hospital, where he was examined by a hand surgeon who said they would be unable to save it and amputated half of the finger. Oh, lummy. So when Jerry told doctors what he did for a living, they joked that he could have a USB finger drive. (laughs) But that was good enough for him and set about making one.
0: Now he has one. How lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Bad news this morning for X-Factor winner Leon Jackson... He's been dropped by his record label. Apparently, his album only sold 130,000. Uh, he won the 2007 contest, despite the show boss Simon Cowell believing that uh, Rydina Roberts, who sold 500,000 copies mm. of his album, uh, but they've uh, been, the Sony have decided to drop Leon Jackson. He's been quite gracious about it. He said, well, that's the way the business goes. You know, some win, some lose. I mean, I can't see Leona Lewis going much longer. Mm. She needs... I mean, you're never going to get as big a hit as Hallelujah... No, I don't think so. However, shame on a woman called Vanessa Onabrara. Uh, Vanessa Onabrara was jailed for 18 months the other day for ripping off old people who were tricked, and we've said it a million times to you before, into believing that they'd won the lottery. If it sounds too good to be true, it is too good to be true. She admitted laundering £194,000 that she'd ripped off this scheming old bag... ...from victims to claim fictitious winnings. One 85-year-old Blackpool woman paid a total of, wait for this, £65,500 over to this scheming little crook, Vanessa Obanabra, uh, after being told she'd won £4.5 million on an American lottery. Uh, she comes from Irith in Kent. She used personal data from her job at BT to target victims. Her husband, Henry Ebriku, is being hunted in connection with the con. What a pair of disgusting toe rags they are.
1: I get emails on a regular basis saying that I'd won this and I'm a, an
0: heir to this. And Oh, I get them. Just ignore them, please. Reason. They're all rubbish. Yes, please, please ignore them. If 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 it sounds too good to be true, it is too good to be true. No such thing as a free lunch. Unless you go out with Steve Allen. And
1: if, on the odd occasion it happens to be true, no lawyer that's acting
0: for an estate will ask you for money no. up front. There's no, you never ask for money at all. So uh, the advice is don't, don't, don't ever respond to these things. Especially not on computers and stuff like that. I know there's a lot of silver surfers out there. Kelvin uh, McKenzie is talking in his column about this Lardy family. And uh, he thinks they're actually a disgrace to themselves and to the nation. Uh, they claim in 22,000 a year in benefits. I suggest, actually, that we just take the money straight away from them and say, I'm terribly sorry, we're not giving you any more money. That's right. Um, you're going to starve. It's a simple... Let's just take benefits away from people. I do like the immigrant well, postmaster. let's face it, they could live off the fat for years, couldn't they? Well, they could, especially off just one of the daughters. There's an immigrant postmaster who has banned customers who can't speak English, uh, so they learn the language. This well, man, who comes from Sri Lanka, he says, if you come to Britain, you've got to speak English. It's as simple as that. Quite right too. He's he's right. Yeah. but you hear it all the time. People who don't speak English. I wish they supposed to spoke English in our post office. Yes, they're not speaking English in your not post very office. Well,
1: no, right. It's very rude. The man in the post is he? office.
0: Yes, and the thing is, the nearest other one is four oh, miles away. It's oh, even worse. Actually, the good thing was there used to be a little shop down next to where a friend of mine lived in in Marylebone. It was one of these. Best Buys or something. Whatever it was, it's a little chain. We had one in Twickenham, it closed. Mm. um, Because all all they survive on is either kids in the morning buying a few sweeties or um, people buying alcohol, which was very expensive. And he was so rude to me. Every time people went in there, he was always on the phone. You think, you know, why are you just so rude to that? We've got a business here. Anyway, luckily, over the road, uh, the council licensed a Tesco Metro. Fantastic. Killed his business, stone dead. He's closed. What goes round comes around mm. so uh, good for this man here although strangely enough uh somebody here from the local racial equality council because there's always somebody isn't there is saying really that uh, the service is there for everybody not just everybody who can speak the language well i'm terribly sorry if you go to germany and if you go to any other country around the world and you walk into something there is a 90 percent chance unless you go to mcdonald's they won't speak english and it's a case of, what do you mean you can't be bothered? You're living in this country, you learn to speak the language. That's right. I'm not running ghettos here, for God's sake. Well, there was a wonderful email going around the other day
1: um, about the uh, Kevin Rudd, the uh, Prime Minister of Australia, oh, yes. and a statement that he oh, yes. purportedly made. Mm. I think I sent it to you. Uh, it yes. was uh, it
0: was quite something. Yeah. It, it, it's amazing, the, the, the stuff you get. But I'm terribly sorry, none of this... You know, it was the other day we had all these soldiers marching through and women in burqas taking photographs, and you begin to think, I mean, are they women or are they men dressed up in burqa's? It's a little bit difficult to tell some it's of these. It's just a fantasy. It is just a fantasy, I realise. Uh, 84850, oh, don't text me. We can't at the moment because the texts have gone west. It's LBC. You probably didn't know it's illegal for travellers to bring meat. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's Thursday morning in London town. And when I say London town, we're right in the middle of London. I love it, actually. I do love it. There's so many things going on in Leicester Square. You can watch every day three million gardeners putting stuff out there. One time, they, there was, they, they'd taken all the turf up. Now they've, now they've put the turf back down again. It's like watching paint dry. <laughs> Very entertaining. <laughs> there so many people around this morning when I came in. Yes. Well, I think, for some reason, I think Thursday there's a club up that's open. Yes, there is. Heavens open! Heaven's on a, open. On yeah, but there's Wednesday also two night. big clubs at the back of Leicester Square, right? And they're open. And there's a bar around the corner here that turfs out at four o'clock. Ridiculous! I mean, honestly, where do these people get their energy from? Drugs, I should imagine. <laughs> <laughs> How naive of me! How naive. Uh, eight for eight five zero. Oh, LBC dot co dot uk. Uh, still to come. We're looking for five winners. We've got five hundred pounds worth of. London theatre tokens to give away to celebrate Mother's Day. That's, That's nice, great. isn't it? There you go. 500 pounds worth. Uh, so five winners, 100 pounds each, and you can go to the theatre for mother. Take her out to see something nice. Got lots of times of 500 quid. You can. Uh, well, I'm only giving £100 to five people. Oh, I see. <laughs> but that, that's even better, because five people get to win. Yes, exactly. So five winners, and that'll be a little bit later on. you have to keep listening. Uh, Steve, I'm an electrician and cover an area for a housing association. I'm sick of going to jobs where I have to constantly have to repeat myself as people can't speak or understand English and take away that fat family's money. I tried to get unemployment once after working for 26 years, denied because I hadn't paid national insurance one month. It was John. There you go. This is the uh, the fat family in the paper. They were in the other day. Noreen mentioned it. I must apologise, incidentally, we have no emails this morning. The system crashed at 7 o'clock last night. And whilst we haven't lost any emails, we won't have them back on the programme this morning. It'll be, it'll be tomorrow. There was something that went up. When they sent up the shuttle Discovery the other day, what was clinging to it? Oh, a little bat. A little bat. I saw this. Was clinging. I mean, it can't be there now, I don't like to say this, but apparently officials expected it to fly away when the engines fired, but it clung on for dear life. <laughs> Discovery accelerated into space at 17,500 miles an hour. We don't know where the bat is.
1: Would you cling on
0: or would you let like go on Well, it probably shore? just thought it was having a hair wash day or something like <laughs> that. You know, I've washed my hair and now we're drying it. Maybe it was having a little sleep, because they know. are nocturnal, aren't yes. they? Yes. But they, they, they actually dubbed the, uh, the Bat Brian for some <laughs> strange reason. The bat co- a bat called Brian. Anyway. <laughs> Batman. Batman. Uh, it, they say it, it would have quickly perished after liftoff. Well, that's a shame, isn't it? Mm. But
1: they well, get... it would
0: have done because it would have frozen to death. Yes. Or worse. It is horrible, isn't it? Mind you, actually, talking of that, this is even worse. This is a really awful story from, um, from Russia. A girl of 15... Mm. uh is in the papers today she was beaten and raped for a week by her ex and four of his friends because she dared to finish with him and uh then she was buried naked under a pile of snow and left to die i mean this case is just I and mean, you can't but the you cannot believe i I say it every day you read a story and you think the mentality that these people don 't deserve to live what they did uh they decided to kill her because they feared that she would report them. Which, of course, quite really? rightly, she would have done. So <laughs> what they did, freezing cold temperatures, minus whatever it is up there, and they buried her, bound and gagged, naked, having doused her with ice-cold water, and then just covered her in snow and left her there. A police investigator said it must have been a terrible way to die. The men face up to 20 years in jail. I just I just kill them, I'm afraid. I don't think people like that deserve to live. Well, in Russia, really. they might. Do they have the death penalty there? I don't think so. I don't think so. But isn't that... that you just can't but can't believe how awful... Some people can be to other people. I've seen people behaving badly, but that just takes it into another, to another realm. Lighten oh. my day, Paul. Lighten your day. A Hungarian bank lost more than
1: £20,000 oh, in cash after a security van was rammed by a prison van full of bank robbers. Oh, for goodness <laughs> <laughs> While firefighters uh, rescued the Category A prisoners from their blazing van, a small fortune disappeared from the cash van as bags of currency spilled out onto the streets in Budapest. Uh, people were seen driving and grabbing the cash before speeding off again. By the time the police arrived, the money was gone and there was no trace of the people who had taken it. The police suspect that the crash may have been organised from jail by crime bosses and carried out by gang members still on the outside, but officers quizzed all the inmates who were being transported from a local court back to their jail who claimed they had nothing to do with the crash.
0: (laughs) Of course. People people always say that. Nothing to do with me. Nothing to Mm. do do with me at all. I found a little gadget here, and I think it's only available in Japan. And uh, Steve, who comes from Woking... I said, my wife and I have just returned from Japan and whilst over there popped into the Sony building for a quick peruse at the latest gadgets. There wasn't too much particularly eye-catching other than a horrendous-looking pair of headphones, bits poked in your ear. Quite the ugliest pair of headphones I've seen. The other thing that uh, is a a music-playing device called the Rolly. And he sent me a picture of it. It's about four inches long. Each of the egg-shaped things flap up and down to expose the speakers. And whilst playing music, it dances on the floor. He says, I thought your gadget guru might try and get his hands on one. He said, It's about three hundred pounds. He said, although you might find it in Argos shortly. And so here is a picture of it on the front. I thought it was a vacuum cleaner before I read Steve's letter. Oh, yes. Oh you've seen it. Yes I have. They oh. they have these in
1: the Sony shops here. Really? Yes, they do in High Wickham anyway, because I've seen one.
0: How much is it? Is it about three hundred? Um,
1: I don't know, but they've got it on a table in the window and it does roll around and, and... Really? Yes, because I went in and asked what it was. <laughs> that's why that's why I recognised it uh they've got a white one there and it dances yeah so
0: so what is it is it an iPod or is it it's an m p three player which is oh, right. an iPod yeah yeah so unfortunately this is all in uh, in Japanese it does look quite interesting it is it's about it's about this size right it's okay quite, it's quite large you know you wouldn't be able to carry it around with you really no but and it and when you say it dances does it just roll backwards and forwards uh this one was right so it, it just Looks like a rolling pin that rolls backwards and then the I other... I thought side. it was interesting, but a bit pathetic. <laughs> <I> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> but uh, I've had myself described like that before. <laughs> <laughs> but they do have them in the Sony shops here now. Well, now I'm going to have to go and check it out, aren't I? I'm not gonna yes, spend you are. 300 but it does look quite interesting. Thank you, Steve, for that. Patrick, thank you very much indeed. Been listening since you came on DAB in the Northwest. I live on the Wirral. Ooh, the Wirral. The Wirral. Well, we've got to take a short break. And uh, and Catherine, thank you very much indeed for uh, for all the... late late cards coming in, but always appreciated. LBC 97.3. Very good morning to you. It's 6:20 uh, Roger Foss. Good morning.
4: Good morning, Steve. Good morning.
0: Sad news. Sad, sad news. It, Natasha Richardson yes. did die.
4: Yes, it is. Very sad news. The, the the news actually began to filter through on Tuesday, didn't mm. it? And uh, and ironically and rather kind of Dramatically, I suppose, it was the very moment that we were hearing about this that uh, uh, Natasha Richardson's uncle, Corinne Redgrave, yes. was opening in the West End in a play um, called Trumbo, about Dalton Trumbo, you know, the uh, screenwriter, the Hollywood screenwriter yeah. who wrote films like um, Exodus and, and got blacklisted. Well, Corinne Redgrave um, had a kind of tragedy himself in a way because he'd suffered this terrible terrible heart attack come stroke uh, about two years ago. Mm. Just after I I interviewed
0: him, strangely.
4: Uh, Absolutely, yes. He was kind of on top form, wasn't he? Mm. And I think he was going to do uh, some Shakespeare, Shakespeare's Globe. And uh, everything was looking great and he went and addressed a meeting. He does all this political stuff too, doesn't he, in his private life. And there he was addressing a meeting and and collapsed. And, And it was on Tuesday that he made his first come back, I suppose, since that terrible accident, because it, it affected his speech and his movement and everything. Yes. And um, so on Tuesday, we, we turned up at German Street Theatre, you know, that little, marvellous little theatre, mm-hmm. actually, just off uh, Piccadilly Circus in German Street, obviously. <laughs> and um, and it was, um, you know, well, this terrible news coming through. But of course, he he was absolutely brilliant. I mean, he you know, it's a play that actually involves reading letters from... Dalton Trumbo to his son. So, you know, he, he managed to do it brilliantly, actually. Um, but you couldn't help thinking all the time about what had happened. And, of course, now we, we know the, the actual sad news. And, um, and it does make you think about, I suppose, what an extraordinary dynasty this is. You no. know, the Michael Redgrave and Rachel Kempson and then Vanessa Redgrave, uh, Natasha's mum, of course, and, mm. and, and Lynn Redgrave, too. Um, the sister, and then um, all the other Redgraves. You know?
0: I've interviewed quite a few of them as well.
4: <laughs> yeah, you sort of lose track, don't mm, you? Really? I mean, yes. Corinne Redgrave has has got got a son called Luke. I think he's in the business. Gemma Redgrave, of course, um, as well. I mean, you know, she was in, in on Telly and Bramwell and stuff like that. So it's it, it's it's all part of that dynasty. And and when you look at pictures of Natasha Richardson, I, I think you can't help but think of her, her, her mum. I mean, she just exuded on stage that similar kind of marvellous sort of presence, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yes, it is a, 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 a terrible thing to have happened, absolutely terrible thing to have happened. Uh, I don't know how Corinne Redgrave will cope with this. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's one of those um, very publicly known now kind of tragedy, and then, of course, you have to go on stage and, and do a performance. So... Um, I, I, by the way, even if this hadn't have happened, it, it would have been great to go and it's great to see him back on stage doing this little play there, It's just a two-hander. But it's it's absolutely intriguing, you know, this yeah. story of the, the Hollywood Ten. You know, these people who were all blacklisted in Hollywood, and yes. Dalton Trumbo is interesting because he then he then he, he wasn't able to work, but then he he did actually write movies under another name, and they were all put on, like Exodus.
0: Yes, I remember it example. very well indeed, very well indeed. Yes. It, was so, it was so much easier, they had to do that's the only way they were going to work.
4: It was the only way he got money, yes. and, and, and nobody knew at the time, and it wasn't until much later that it, it all came out, but I mean, you know, it is a fascinating story and well worth seeing, so mm. I... I think so all, all this going on in one week is quite quite something, I think. A little bit but, traumatic. Um,
0: very, very quickly, Roger, I've got to, I've got to rush you. Yeah. Um, the Theatre Museum has reopened oh, at yes. the V&A.
4: It has. It's, listen, it opened uh, yesterday. You've got to go, Steve. Yes, I'm, g- I'm, I'm going. They well. invited me down
0: last week yeah. before it opened, and I couldn't make yeah. it.
4: It's full of everything, you know. But what is so great about it is that alongside all these marvellous things, you know, Richard Burton's costumes, Laurence Olivia's costumes, you'll get things like... Billy Dainty's costume from Panto, you know, and and my favourite item of all amongst all of this great and good stuff is a, a board game called Emil Littler's Show Business. It's a bit like Monopoly, you know, and if you, it, it's like you're you're a producer, a West End producer, and if everything goes wrong, you don't go to jail. I think your wig falls off. I mean, it's I absolutely like hilarious, <laughs> but it's full of stuff and also interactive too. You can you can do ballet bar stuff in front of a mirror if you want, and even costumes as well you can try on. Do you need to and pay was, for it?
0: Is, is that a paying side? Well,
4: for free, you just go into the V&A and you wander up there and go to the performance, uh, theatre and performance galleries, and you can wander around there and spend all day there for nothing. Absolute, I like that And try the costumes on. I, I nearly tried on, there was some great uh, great Mr Toad costume, but then I decided mm. I didn't really fit Dame Fiona costume. It wasn't really me, so I, I gave up. But it's...
0: <laughs> oh, well, listen, <laughs> it's, it's certainly somewhere to put on the, on the list of going to. So, Roger, thank you oh, for yeah. that, very much indeed. So, big thumbs it's up for Corinne Redgrave. Sad news for the Redgrave family. And, uh, and the place to head down to is the v which is where all the theatre museum has moved from, from uh, Covent Garden. So, put that on your list of things to do.
4: Steve Allen talks theatre with the Society of London Theatre and...
0: It's coming up very shortly. The news at uh, half past. It's uh, so of the cards we take. Don't forget, we've got no emails at the moment. I don't, and Nick's going to have no emails either. Not going to be back on again till about uh, uh, for about a couple of hours. I think it's about nine o'clock this morning. So, um, so don't send emails at the moment because I should imagine after yesterday they probably the, the, the box must be fairly full, as they say. Uh, thank you to Dee for a car- I'm still getting cards in, which is very nice indeed. Thank you for that, and also from Annie, Pete, and the girls who sent me some Irish shamrock which apparently is a lot easier to grow than, than, uh, than people imagine. So I'm going I'm to try that one. Thank you also to uh, Shirley and Brian in Bovingdon. It shows when they sent that and how slow the post has become. I said, enjoy Paris. Blimey. <laughs> I've been. <laughs> uh, John, thank you very much indeed. And, uh, and a lovely one from, uh, this is from Linda. She says, uh, you may remember us from ITN days. How could I ever forget how could I ever forget? Lovely Linda from Reception. Thank you so much for the card. I won't play it all to you now, but it's one of those nice talking cards. And it's, it's the one that goes... <laughs> it's your It goes like that. <laughs> it's your birthday. And we're going to have a special uh, special uh, event at the club. So thank you very much indeed. Linda, always remember you. Always, always, always. Never forget people. Might forget faces, but i never forget... No, I don't forget... So I remember faces. It's names I can't remember. Whoever I am. Anyway, (laughs) after the news, we'll have uh, sport. I can't even tell you if we won in the racing yesterday, so that's out the window bit of a shame, really, so I'm not even sure whether or not Mr Black will be able to sell us. And then, to celebrate Mother's Day, uh, we've got a chance to win £100 worth of theatre tokens, and I'm looking for five winners this morning, courtesy of the Society of London Theatre and Theatre Tokens. So five winners. There'll be a simple question, then we'll open up the phone lines, and we'll see how fast you can uh, you can get there this morning. I know it's not easy when you've just woken up thinking, he's not asking us to phone, is he now? Goodness gracious me. Steve Allen Show, LBC 97.3. Hello. <laughs> This is LBC 96, Steve Allen. 26 minutes to seven, just before the sports news with Phil Blackett. And what we're going to do is, we'll still do the horse racing result. He tells me he won yesterday, so huge round of applause there. Uh, and we'll still do it, because when the emails come back on again, then we can catch up tomorrow. So we'll have, we'll have two lots to do tomorrow. And I've got to say to, to Linda and Patrick as well, I'm so sorry, Patrick, I'm very remiss of me, but we have a fantastic competition now to celebrate Mother's Day. The Society of London Theatre and Theatre Tokens are giving you the chance to win £100 worth of theatre tokens.
4: Steve Allen talks theatre with the Society of London Theatre and Theatre Tokens. The perfect gift for every occasion.
0: Here we go. All you have to do is answer this question about a well-known TV mother. And you could but that's the clue, and you could be one of five winners to each receive a prize of £100 worth of tokens, which are accepted at over 230 theatres nationwide, including the West End. Okay. First five callers to give the correct answer will have their names given out on air by me. How thrilled are you this morning? So, theatre tokens make a great gift, not only for Mother's Day, but for all, what do you want to do? Well, of course, they're calling in before I've read the question. Have you ever done competitions on LBC before? They're very f- they very—they want to make sure they're going to win. God's sake. <laughs> so here it comes. All special occasions, the theatre tokens, a fantastic prize. All you've got to do, answer this question, you ready? Which actress, who is currently starring in the stage version of Calendar Girls, also used to play the mum in a series of famous gravy ads? If you know the answer, 0845 6060973. Your call will be charged at the standard network rate, and for full conditions, go to lbc.co.uk. Five winners we're looking for. You're very quick off the mark this morning. 0845 6060 973. Which actress, who is currently starring in the stage version of Calendar Girls, also used to play the mum in a series of famous graveyards? I could add another clue for you, but I suspect I won't need it. I was going to say, she's been known in her time as a bit of a loose woman. That's all I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to help you any more than that. And so we're looking for five winners, and you will each win £100 worth of theatre tokens. So, quick, out of bed, phone that number, 0845 That's the number to call. It's now 24 minutes to seven. Steve
4: Allen talks theatre with the Society of London Theatre.
0: There you go. Winner's name's coming up uh, in a moment, no doubt. Uh, I mean, talk about tacky. There's a football star here called Gary Neville. Oh, yeah. Heard of him. Yeah, well, I've heard of him, too, I think. But he's shown his love for Man United by spelling out their initials in a giant shrubbery. So he's got a shrubbery at the back of this rather tacky-looking house. A shrubbery? A shrubbery. (laughs) And it's spelled out Man, uh, M-U-F, I think it is. Man United. Whenever I hear the word
1: shrubbery, I always think of
0: Monty Python. Yes. And the Holy Grail. Yes. Unfortunately, not in this case. The house is the ultimate in bad taste, but that's footballers for you. Anyway, we can now turn our attention... What the, a um, link. I know, it's, I'm nothing <laughs> if not slick on this programme. Winners in a moment from the competition with the Sports News, our sports editor, Phil Blacker.
2: Yeah, thanks, Steve. Good morning. Uh, Rafa Benitez has finally signed his new four-year contract to stay at Liverpool, at they all thought to be worth about £20 million to him. It ends months of speculation over his future after protracted negotiations. But Benito says he always wanted to stay as he loves the club. Many of the players now expected to uh, follow Sweden and sign uh, new deals themselves. Watford were beaten 2-1 at promotion chess in Cardiff in the Championship last night. They went down to an injury time penalty from Ross McCormack as the home team moved up to fourth place in the table. Now I'll be live at the Hurlingham uh, Club in Putney later this morning for the official weigh-in ahead of the 2009 boat race which takes place a week on Sunday. And earlier than usual weigh-in this year during the build-up uh, that's because six of the Oxford crew are sitting exams at the moment. A reminder that the uh, competitors are still students, after all. President Colin Smith, one of the six, currently going backwards and forwards to Oxford because of his uh, course commitments. Not exactly ideal preparation. We'll hear from him uh, later in the morning. And uh, five of the Cambridge lineup were in the losing boat last year. They're back again this time, including their cox Rebecca Dalbegin, who uh, at least has experience of being on the winning team as well. She was also involved in 2007. We'll hear from her as well. A little bit later on, the race itself, of course, exclusively live here on lbc a week on sunday that is the uh the 29th of march elsewhere andy murray clinched a place in the uh, quarterfinals of the indian Wells masters tennis last night he was uh, well in control of his match with tommy Robredo when the spaniard had, had to retire with a wrist injury murray won the first set six two and was at three level up in the second when play was brought to a halt in four race meetings today they go at air ludlow southall and tonight at kempton and steve allen's racing tip is next
4: LBC Sport with Dawkins Bailiffs. Helping commercial landlords get what they're owed.
0: And got, you know not had one winner, have you? We're looking for five, I hope. <laughs> All right, well, you just put the names up, don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I can't bring you the racing tip, because we've got no internet, so no, I'm tell me about up it. up a gum tree. But you, you can pick I one. Can, I, can,
2: I can bring you my tip, if that helps. Yeah, go on. But today. yesterday
0: you did win, didn't you? It did, yes. Yeah, right. um, Do you remember how
2: much you won? I think the price was around about 13 to 8, so... Oh, is that good? something like that. Too difficult for me to actually work, it out. It, work it out. It wasn't. It wasn't an easy two to why one. Come on,
0: why can't it just be one to two, two to well, one, exactly. three to one, four? To, why does it have to be thirteen to eight? Well, it's practically one and a half times the bet, isn't it? Oh, is it? No, oh, well, you've, you've done all right though. Yeah, it was well, tw-
2: right. twelve to eight would be one and a half. So
0: yeah, but why can't it just be three to one, four to one, five to one? It well, it, it would have helped really me out
2: running? this morning to try and work out the winnings. But, yeah, exactly. we won a bit. We won a bit.
0: We won a bit, so that's all right. And today we're off
2: to. I'm going to Kempton at seven twenty again tonight, which is. Even meeting at Kempton yesterday brought me a winner, so I'm going to stick with it. Uh, one mix is uh, one mix, tips. one mix. Okay, win or each way, or uh, just, to just to win, just to win.
0: Okay, and then we'll check that tomorrow when the emails are back on again. So, Alex, we'll, we'll do that tomorrow. Yeah, be fine. All right, kiddo. Thanks very much indeed. Thank you. He will return later with Nick Ferrari. After I'd love to tell you what Nick's doing this morning. Just put the names up there. Stop <laughs> telling me to tell people you don't have to tell. It doesn't matter. Don't answer the phones. God, blimey, honestly. <laughs> it myself this morning just don't, t- don't keep answering the phones, just leave them if we've got winners we've got them you don't oh <laughs> blimey honestly sorry about that ladies and gentlemen another listener from the Wirral says richie the more the merrier and brian says that poor bat i think hanging on for dear life if something was moving fast i would do the same whoosh exactly <laughs> whoosh poor soul and mitch says people might learn to speak english if they had to pay for their own interpreters instead of the various councils supplying them free of charge well that's a thought It's a thought. true. And Nick's come up with the worst joke of the morning. I saw a lady hanging from a window this morning. I asked for her name and she replied, Annette. Thank you. It's the best we're going to manage, I'm afraid. Best we're going to manage. Okay. what have you got, Paul?
1: Uh, Bob Dylan is in trouble. He's reportedly making himself unpopular amongst his Malibu neighbours because of smells from a portable toilet on his property. Local residents are complaining that sea breezes blow nasty smells from the loo used by his employees and his security guards. Uh, a lady called Cindy, whose house is directly behind the toilet, says that the smell has made her ill and her eight-year-old son because they both are sensitive to chemicals and have allergies. Oh. She said her and her husband even want, went as far as installing five industrial-sized fans to blow the smell back at Dillon, but it didn't work. <laughs> it's a scandal. Mr. Civil Rights is killing our civil rights, said Eminger. Um, in the LA Times. The toilet is currently under investigation by Malibu officials.
0: There you go. Uh, Wendy and Shretton says, send me birthday wishes today. I look 35, but have reached my 54th. Listen, long as you look 35, that's fine. That's oh. fine. Don't worry about that at Happy all. Happy birthday. Bruce Forsyth, incidentally. The good news is that Bruce says he's not retiring. Good. Not retiring. Good, good, good. Uh, the winners, I shall tell you, um... Are we going to do it after the break, are we now? Oh, OK, suspense. we'll do it after the break. We're going to make you wait for it, unfortunately. So we're going to have to wait for that one. Uh, still uh, on the subject of EastEnders, Danny Dyer could go in, they say, to add a bit of uh, cockney grit. Oh, you like that. Although, strangely enough, EastEnders have said that um, they, have, they have met, but uh, they haven't offered him any role. Hmm. I thought he was too busy tied up with movies and stuff like that. And Billy Piper has admitted her brother and sisters are ashamed of her. And hide her pictures when pals come to visit. Why? Well I don't know. You'd think that she, I can imagine.
1: Be... I can imagine when she was a singer <laughs> that, she, that did they'd she be have embarrassed.
0: Any hits? She had one hit, didn't she? Oh she had a few. Right. But
1: but I think she's quite an accomplished actress now. Oh was well, she did she that not. diary of a call girl. That's right. And I thought she was good in that. I thought she was good in um, Doctor Who.
0: But it's just her, her brother and sister. They don't, they don't tell us how old they are so uh, it's a case of we have to hide the picture in case people come around and go oh you're related to Billy Piper and they go actually she's our sister (laughs) we don't want to tell you too much about it there is a woman in the paper this morning who got so fed up with her kids she went on holiday to Spain she dumped the kids she gave them 30 quid filled filled the fridge up with food and disappeared off to Spain she said she was sick to death of them squabbling how
1: old are these children?
0: uh, 11 and something else but she's up in court I'm afraid up in court. Be. Yeah, just to uh, to make sure. And th- there's a chance that she could be jailed for it. We've had this before, people have gone off, although they, the f- yeah. stupidest case... Yeah, not so very long ago. That's right. But the stupidest case was a woman who, who went off and left the goldfish in a bowl and the RSPCA prosecuted. Not so good, is it? I know people... Do. Well, people worry about this kind of thing. All the papers that we've got this morning and uh, are talking about uh, Natasha Richardson... The early editions, of course, didn't know that she died, so they didn't print that. But you've mm-hmm. heard on the news already, she has. We'll have more on that in a moment. Coming up to uh, 16 minutes to 7. No emails this morning, only your text messages on 84850. A lot of people having to go at the competition on that, but we've got our uh, our five winners at the moment. And we'll tell you who they are in a moment. I didn't know that Liam Neeson was actually in. Oh, yes, he is in love, actually. He is in love. You're quite right, actually. I've just remembered and he actually plays, ironically, a young widower. Mm. Isn't that awful? So our sympathies go out to the uh, to the family. Lovely family. They're, 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 they're quite a dynasty. They've been plagued with tragedy for, for quite a while. 16 to 7, it's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast, LBC. This is LBC 97.3, Steve Allen. question was, which actress is currently starring in the stage version of Calendar Girls, or she used to play the mum in the series of famous Gravy Ads? It was... Linda Bellingham. There's also a loose woman on uh, on occasions. Lovely lady, lovely lady. So well done to Jay in Ilford, Alan in Bethnal Green, Roberto in Hornsey, Albert in Wembley and Lisa in Bermondsey. You each get uh, £100 worth of theatre tokens and you can celebrate Mother's Day. If you're really mean, don't tell your mother you phoned and go and spend it on yourself. That way it makes it much easier. And just say to your mother, do you know, I wanted to win a competition, but sadly... I didn't win it, so there you go. I just noticed, when we played you this, this card earlier on, from lovely uh, Linda and from Patrick, the one that goes... It's your birthday! Now, you think... You think <laughs> it's that bloke from Phoenix Nights, don't you? It's your birthday! We've the club, you got real real... And it's very strange. Until <laughs> you turn the card over, and uh, and it tells you that th- this card is not... It, it's unofficial... It doesn't carry the approval or endorsement of the personality. And then it tells you who the voice is by and puts a photo of him on the back of the card. And that was Wink Taylor. <laughs> Good old Wink, as we say. And there he is doing his voices. So obviously, it's your birthday. <laughs> so that's, you could have done it. I could have, I could have done the voice as well. I thought that was lovely, actually. Paul. <laughs> it's lovely. Um, there's
1: there's lovely. A, a Chinese new mother is producing so much breast milk... That she baths her baby in the excess each day. How much is she she producing? Well, she's producing two litres more milk than she needs to feed her six-week-old daughter. A day? A day. Six litres? Two. Oh, two two litres. Six weeks old. The uh, It's more than a cow, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mother, husband and mother-in-law have all been drinking the extra milk, but says they (laughs) still have plenty left over. This, to me, is not right. No, it's not right. I'm not... I mean, you know, we've all heard about bathing in milk and all of this, but... But I thought it was a joke.
0: Yes, so did I. Doesn't it smell? I thought so. I mean, I'm assuming that you bathe in milk and then you wash it off. Well, I would have thought so. I don't think you actually... Oh, I'm not sure but, about that. Uh,
1: the lady says that the milk makes Shan Shan's skin Really smooth and
0: white Unfortunately nobody goes near her because she smells <laughs> It does, dried milk <laughs> is the she's... worst smell If you've ever... I dropped some milk in my car Years and years ago, 20, 30 years ago And I remember I didn't actually go and It, goes it. Off. it smells disgusting uh, She's awful. looking
1: for someone To donate her extra breast milk to mm-hmm. right. She feels that bathing a baby
0: Is too much of an indulgence Mind you, I find it a bit... I mean, perhaps some people don't oh, think that's peculiar, yeah. but I did remember reading that somebody, some actress, went and breastfed another woman's child the other week. And I remember thinking yes, that, was bit, that was... sporting. That was it. Yes, it's an old <laughs> gag, isn't it? <laughs> <Rivers> uh, Steve, is <laughs> part of my job, I met Vanessa Redgrave a few uh, weeks ago. She was gracious and very gentle. Heartfelt, to the family, say, Judith in Berkshire. And uh, they, are, they are plagued with, uh, with, with tragedy. And after reading in the paper the other week... That a senior police officer said he wants bobbies to go out on the beat by themselves, which I thought was the balmiest idea I'd ever heard. Uh, the last time you heard them was 30 years ago, but now police whistles are making a comeback. They are indeed. So that's good news. They've issued them to uh, neighbourhood officers in Falmouth, in Cornwall. This is to tackle antisocial behaviour. Mm. Do you want to go to a disco because it just, you know, they've, everybody's got whistles? They've also
1: splashed out in Cambridge. They've issued 12. Right. 12. Do you <laughs> know they
0: are they are collectors'
1: items? <laughs> Old police whistles, yes. eBay, how much do you reckon? Oh, I have no idea. Maybe thirty quid, something.
0: like Two and, that. and a half thousand. What? Two and a half thousand pounds for a genuine? Well, th- th- this one was particularly rare. It was a rare Irish constabulary whistle, and they and two and
1: a half thousand. Two and a half thousand. That's ridiculous.
0: I know. Strangely enough, last year, police in Cambridge, you say, reintroduced them. Twelve officers have got them in an effort to control cyclists flouting traffic rules. As if you're going to take a blind bit of notice. <laughs> Twelve. There's, Twelve of them. <laughs> Often it, it really is s-
1: Little Britain sometimes, isn't it? It
0: is. I remember laughing, and I shouldn't have done years ago, when, when somebody said that when you're on an aircraft, the, you know, the stewardess stands there and she goes, OK, yeah. and you've got here, this is the um, life jacket, yes. and it should inflate automatically. If it doesn't, you've got a thing here, and you go... Yeah. And you've got a torch, and here's a whistle. Yes, And I thought, is this, are we going to a disco or something? Because every time you went to discos, people had
1: whistles. The first time I flew on EasyJet, I'll never forget, because of the demonstration of the uh, safety equipment, and the guy went through everything, and nobody was taking a blind bit of notice. It was like a bus full of football hooligans. And when he got to the whistle, he said,
0: here's a whistle for attracting any passing sailors. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> I went to see Hinge and Brackett doing the last night of the proms at the Wimbledon Theatre and very <laughs> unwisely they gave out all the uh, stuff to celebrate, the whistles and the throws, everything else, at the beginning of the show. Consequently, all the way through their bits, people are whistling and throwing and it just, you know, it should be given out in the end when they do The Land of Hope and Glory, not the beginning, just in case people were thinking of going to another one. Uh, I do love uh, Ephraim Hardcastle writing here. And he's talking about Kind Hearts and Coronets, starring the late, great Dennis Price. Uh, Though gay for the last two decades of his life, Price was married for 11 years to uh, a lovely actress, Joan Schofield. Joan uh, is now 93 and lives in a nursing home in Battersea. She did remarry, but uh, she was wealthy in her own right. They lived in Chelsea's Malford Street, travelled by Rolls-Royce, but divorced in 1950. So there you go. And there's a very funny story about the Critics Circle chairman, Mark Shenton, who apparently troughs at sandwiches, we're told, together with a very close friend. So that's good news. Paul, got a uh, quick one for me. Uh, a quick one. A
1: pensioner in Birmingham has spent £10,000 on turning his garden shed into a 1940s cinema. His <laughs> name's Don Pye, He's 81. He wanted to pay tribute to the picture house he worked in as a projectionist as a youngster. Now, film fans come from far and wide to visit his back garden cinema and watch classic movies on his screen, the 18 by 9 foot shed is decked with 14 seats from real cinema and the screen 6 foot 6 by 3 foot 3 is complemented with high
0: tech surround sound.
1: Lovely. Isn't that wonderful.
0: James O'Brien did make Car Crash Radio the other day. Apparently somebody was on the phone and crashed while they were talking to him. Yes. So somebody yes, says, was that's repeated. Alan. Yes. Really? It was repeated with... Um, Petrie. No, this morning. Oh, this well, morning. With uh, um, Bill. Bill Buckley. Yes. Oh, how funny. How funny. Uh, Patricia in Liverpool, yes, I I know that uh, you'll have to go now and see Corinne Redgrave in that. And uh, Martin says how ironic in Love Actually, Liam Neeson plays a man who's just lost his wife and is left with a young son to raise. So there you go. Uh, Steve, my dad's life was saved by his whistle when his boat broke up. I suppose those were the uh, the difficult times. Listen, that's it for this morning. Freezing cold. I've got to go and get put gloves on it. I'm so cold I can't begin to tell you. Hopefully the emails will be back with us tomorrow morning. So if you've sent them in, then they will be read, and we'll do them tomorrow morning on the programme. Have yourself a nice day, Paul. Thank you very much indeed. very welcome. Uh, Don't forget, if you go to lbc.co.uk, you can see a picture of the birthday cake, which is on the front page of the website, and you can learn about podcasting, which is fantastic. So we'll talk to you tomorrow, leaving the good company of Nick Ferrari
2: after the news, which is next on LBC. Right now, we all need to save money. So get that chip in your always can repair before...